Hey, greetings, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of our Stare Down podcast. It's our sports talk and real estate podcast where three friends get together from around the country, talk about sports and a little bit of real estate at the end. I'm Sean Carpenter in Columbus, Ohio, joined by my good friends, Bill Risser, St. Petersburg, Florida, and Todd Meininger in Cumming, Georgia. Let's start with you, Bill, as always. How was your weekend and what's going on? Busy weekend, you know, played some golf, um, had to get ready for a trip, Sean. We'll talk about that later, but as there's always that prep work that has to happen. I invested in a new backpack. That's my thing this year. I, I, I always carry, I have a leather bag that I like carrying, more of a messenger style bag, but I thought, you know what? There's some backpacks out there that are really geared towards what I do, which is a whole lot of tech stuff. So there's my big uh, purchase for the weekend. I invested in a new backpack. Thank you for asking. Nice. Nice. <laughs> and how was the golf? Did you play two, both days or just? Uh, just played this morning and boy, I'm on a three week stretch of uh, something's wrong. Now, jet lag was the first week and I'm, mm. blaming, I'm blaming, blaming excessive heat and excessive humidity and my, my bullheadedness about walking. Uh, and maybe not hydrating enough before the round. So I got to focus on that. I think it's, it is brutal by the third hole. You're, you're drenched in sweat and you got 15 more to go and it's only getting hotter. So, and, and then we had so much rain come through yesterday that uh, we had lift clean in place in the fairway, but not in the rough. And, uh, so the course was just a soggy sopping mess. And it's, it, you've been there. It's, it's built in a swamp. So when it rains, it, um, it literally pours. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Todd, how about you? Hey, so you're blaming the state of Florida, basically? Um, no, no, it's it's all Not me. Muggy it's, July. <laughs> it's all me. You know, I had some I had some uh, shots where my part and playing partners and went, "Wow, I've never seen you do that before." I go, Ooh, "Yeah, that's, that's usually not a good phrase in golf." You know? <laughs> They're like they don't say that if you smoke a drive or make a thirty foot putt. They only say that when you top a five wood into the pond in front of you on the. Oh, uh oh, yeah. Oof. And and just to clarify, it's, it's not a Merce that you bought, right? Not a man purse. It is a backpack, right? <laughs> it's, a, it's an Ogeo um, black and gray functional, fully functional backpack. Sean, Sean, Sean's a big fan of the backpack at these yes. conferences. So yes. yeah. just keeps it simple. <clears throat> Todd, tell us about your, your family vacay. Yeah. Yeah. Great, great, great long weekend. Um, our annual uh, Meininger family reunion down in Melbourne Beach, Florida. Um, even though I'm a Marriott guy, uh, props to the Hilton right on the beach. Um, that's, where, that's where we usually, uh, where we stay. Um, yeah, just a uh, great weekend. Kids had fun. Give us the specs um, on number of people attending and the generations. Gosh, so my dad is turning 83 in September. And um, the youngest great-grandchild is four. So awesome. that's, the, that's the spectrum. <laughs> um, there's about 40, about 40 of us there. Um, everyone wow. made it, um, which is pretty rare. Usually someone's missing. So uh, I think, uh, I don't think there's any absentees. Um, is it, it's the Meininger side of the family that's all there? Yes. Wow. Yes. Awesome. Yes. So I have, um, I, I have five siblings. I don't know if you knew that, Bill. Okay. Um, I did not know that. I'm the proud youngest of six. Um, wow. As Joni says, as Joni explains, says, the caboose, right? <laughs> yeah, does that explain a lot, by the way, Bill? Look at me, look at me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no comment. Um, so, yeah, so the, uh, I think my sister's husband wasn't there, but uh, almost 100%. So it was great. And um, the older I get, the uh, I guess the more you appreciate these things and uh, realize we're all getting older. I mean, my oldest brother is 61, right? So, and I'm the hey, baby. Hey, hey easy. Uh, Nothing wrong with that, dude. I'm, I'm the baby at 39, so it's, it's wow. just kind of, you know, everyone's getting older, which is great. So great time. Thank you for asking, Sean. 
Good. Can you make it back safely and uh, and back, um, Bill? For me, uh, Thursday golf, Friday golf, Saturday golf, Sunday golf. Uh, let's talk about this weekend. I played Saturday with my brother Kevin, seven ten tee time. Money, Monday honey do list from Rhonda. Is that the? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I got got a lot of stuff done and uh, um, got some things on the schedule tomorrow, but no golf. Uh, but Bill, I played yesterday with Kevin, seven ten tee time, uh, done by nine nine fifty five. Nice hustle. Yeah. Played, played on the gray course, shot 77, wow. seven bogeys, rest pars. Kevin shot 69. Wow. Uh, I, I went on the bogey train 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. Just was one of those frustrating. Could not. Hey, played, uh, played the Scarlet course, the tougher the courses. And um, Bill, I hit one fairway. Oof. The sun, one I fairway. know the course is tough. But yeah. that's 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 something fundamentally different today than yesterday, which is golf. It's, yeah. it's so funny it just, that you, you can't bring that same swing two days. And I just could not, and then I started overthinking it, and I was yeah. hitting pull hooks and and yeah. and duck hooks, yeah. and then I and then and then every third hole I would slice one forty oh, yards off. Nothing worse. I hit so, I hit eight greens in regulation, so well, I, was, I was scrambling my ass off, uh, doubled nine, but shot a seventy eight. What? Sp- yes. With one fairway. With only one fairway, and I missed probably three putts inside of five feet. Um, wow! Yeah, so wow. just a scrambling, scrambling around. I was really happy with, and and it was our men's golf association match team match play. Me and my partner Jeff Styles, who I got kind of randomly paired up with this year, against my little brother Kevin and his <laughs> partner Shane, who's Shane and Kevin are my usual playing partners. And um, luckily, yeah, the we did. We beat them four and four and two. Or wow. four and three. Strokes. Gotta love strokes. Yeah, Jeff, <laughs> Kevin, Kevin and Shane were getting frustrated because my partner was getting eight strokes off Kevin's low ball. Oh. And he played great. He, uh, you know, and we just ham and egged it. And, you know, but it's, it's t- as Kevin said, it's tough when he has to make birdies to beat our <coughs> bogey, bogey net par, you know? Yeah. Yep. Yep. So fun time. But guys, let's talk the golf that we watched this, this week mm. uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. The, the Open Championship was played at Royal Portrush up in the northern, northern, northern tips of Northern Ireland. And um, we saw, a, I guess you call him a local boy. Yeah, 180 <laughs> miles away. That's pretty local. Yeah, closer, <laughs> closer than anybody else, pretty much. Yeah. Um, at least it was still in it. But uh, Shane Lowry wins his first major today uh, in, in kind of a, a walk in the park. It was, you know, his, his round yesterday, which was a 63 Hmm. unbelievable round of golf yesterday could have been a 62 if he would have just rolled that last putt in which missed by literally one inch um just your thoughts on on look this guy was leading 2016 u.s open at oakmont uh, i was there he was he, he took a four-stroke lead into that last round um and ended up losing to dj um but what was your thoughts bill on on let's just specifically talk about shane larry then we'll talk about the, the the tournament in general yeah it was um it was really fun watching him, right? And the the, the celebration Saturday uh, was what you would normally see at the end of a tournament on Sunday. It was just so cool to have that country. Now I know Northern Ireland is, is separate from Ireland, but they are all on the island of Ireland, <laughs> and uh, uh, to see that support and that love, especially with Rory faltering. You know, uh, you had the nice run from Darren Clark, which was awesome, and Graham McDowell did his best. But to then have the, the next best thing for them was Shane and mm-hmm. to see him uh, just embrace it on Saturday and then come up, come out today and really um, battle through what had to be just incredible nerves. I, I can't even imagine. 
and then the uh, then then just the weather that followed. Uh, fun to watch. It was really fun to watch. And I think you know, obviously, he benefited quite a bit from Tommy Fleetwood not really pushing when he had pushing, a chance to yeah. in the first five holes, six holes. Uh, but hey, that's golf. But so so just a super popular win with everybody. I don't. I can't imagine a single person on earth who is going. No, I I hate Shane Lowry and he should never have won. He just seemed <laughs> like a good, nice Irishman. You know. And I want to know how much Guinness was consumed tonight in that country. <laughs> no kidding, right? You know, it's interesting when he steps up to the tee today and you've got that big cushion. We've seen it happen before, but yeah. you know, it, it's so hard to go from the, the grind of yesterday with all those birdies where everything was going his way. And then he starts with two bogeys, um, yeah. you know, and, and, but you're right. Fleetwood could never really push the, push the punch. And that, I guess, testament to Royal Portrush. It's not a, yes. not an easy course where you're just going to go out and make a bunch of birdies. That's what makes that round yesterday. So amazing. I think when people really sit back and look at it, yeah. you know, no bogeys and eight birdies, um, uh, just a, a great round. Tell, what was your thoughts? I know you were kind of catching intermittently between uh, beer runs and, and beach runs. Yeah. Um, so I think he won. I, I think he won it yesterday with his round. Um, uh, he built a nice cushion. And I also think, I, I hate to say this because I really don't believe he lost it, but I think Fleetwood missed a huge opportunity by not birdieing one and Lowry sank that putt to only bogey one yeah. that was a huge i mean I, right away i'm like this is, could go down to what a one stroke uh a, a one shot lead from four after one um i think I'm, I'm 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 remembering that correctly but anyway um fleetwood just couldn't make many putts i know we're, we're talking about lowry but happy happy for the country uh you know the republic of ireland as you say it's the island of um of ireland and uh didn't watch much of it, but from what I understand yesterday, just was a dominant 63 performance. Yeah. Yeah, I watched pretty much every every stroke he hit yesterday, and it was just, I mean, he you could tell he played that course many, many, many times before. I mean, there was just some angles that he was taking on some he, – he'd miss a fairway, and he would recover so nicely into a sweet spot of the green where he just – and then he – you know, once you get the speed of those greens, you can really start making a lot of those putts. There's not a huge break like we see in some of the American golf courses, Bill. Um, where really when you get the ball rolling, they're not, they're not super fast. I think Azinger said the fairways were probably rolling an eight and the greens were probably rolling a 10. Yeah. I love that line. Um, so, so they moved the, uh, the tee times up this morning, right? Um, because of the weather I, I was listening to, um, uh, channel 208 Sirius XM PGA tour radio. And they said the first 10 groups today played even par the last 10 groups today it was like plus 80, like the difference between getting, you know, playing early today and, and playing late. So that's why, I mean, I, I think the afternoon rounds were, were tough. Um, only one, I think only one guy was in the red uh, or even, even most, most shot over par, including your boy, JB Holmes had a, had yeah, a rough, we'll, 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 talk, we'll talk about him on the, oh, oh, just tough. yeah, brutal. Um, so let's, so congratulations, Shane Lowry wins his first major. Um, now this decade, there's a lot of golfers. Two golfers that have won four this decade, uh, three that have won th three that have won three, I think, four that have won two, and a bunch that have won one. Twenty-five hmm. first-timers this decade. Yeah. Twenty-five first-time wow. major winners this decade. That, that, think about that. That's crazy. Yeah. <clears throat> Big time. Uh, let's let's hit on uh, you know what was a great major run this year. Kepka just could not. Boy, if, Bill, did you watch yesterday's round? Mm -hmm. Oh. If he, if he could have made. 
half of his putts. He would have been in the final group, obviously. Uh, and, yeah, and it wasn't, yeah, they weren't like eight footers, right? But, but they're 15 to 20 footers on, on greens that you said that with not a ton of break. And he just right. kept missing by a ball one side or the yeah. other. Yeah. Yeah. And you can just yeah. tell he was getting a little frustrated. He doesn't show a lot of emotion, but you can just right. tell he, he, he walked up and he tapped in his putts. But I mean, he probably had, um, if, if you look at his made putt distances, in yesterday's round, I bet it was about 14 feet worth of putts because he had so many six <laughs> and one inches, uh, you know, frustrating. But he, he, he goes, Matt, in his majors this year, he goes second, first, second, fourth. Um, pretty, pretty solid. Pretty good, right? Yeah, yep. pretty, pretty solid run. So, Bill, I thought about you. Um, they were going crazy. They said if you would have finished second, it would have yeah. been the best finish ever. And I'm, I, in my mind, I'm driving going, Bill's screaming, what about the Tiger Slam, even though – that wrapped around a year, right? That, that yeah, wasn't, wasn't the same. He finished seventh yeah. at the Masters before. Yeah. 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 Trust me, I've done some research. You know, his they were they kept <laughs> talking about they kept talking about Kepka's. Uh, now now it's fifty three under. I think he shot in the last five majors. Yeah, two thousand Tiger shot sixty nine under, counting the Masters he didn't win plus the Tiger Slam. So you know, don't give me that shit. But um, I, I one comment about Kepka. I just give you the one comment, and it really. For me, it spoke volumes about the guy. He was not happy in that Saturday interview afterwards. Did you see it, Sean? Yes, yes. And he said, he flat out said, nobody, was, nobody struck the ball better than I did today. If I just made some putts, I'd, I'd be there. And I'm thinking, dude, a guy behind you just shot a, shot a 63 and yeah. with no bogeys. And I don't think he missed but one green. I mean, you're, you're telling me you were a better ball striker than him today? And Tommy Fleetwood. Was also, I th was he bogey free on Saturday? I think he might have been. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was really, yeah, it was just kind of a almost like an impetuous child at that point who just, you know, didn't get his way on the course and he wanted to take it out somehow. Dude does not lack confidence. That's for yeah. sure. Well, he, even, he even said, he goes, well, what about tomorrow with the weather coming in? What did he say, Sean? He goes, oh, I feel really good about my chances. I think I'm the best player in the world. I'll be, I'll be the one. Yeah, and he was way. calling himself to win because yeah. the weather was coming and he, in. And he said, he said, I need the weather. I need the weather to come in. I need the weather. And he shot really? what? What did he shoot? 34. Plus three, right? 74, yeah. Yeah, plus three today. So, um, yeah, he didn't really – he really wasn't all that, you know. And I maybe – I don't know. Um, maybe it fires him back up and he gets stronger. Maybe it's – maybe we're on this path to humble that it seems like every other golfer has had to kind of endure. Mm. You know, I talk about Rory and you talk about um, Jordan, all those guys who were the next Tiger. You know, there's this – period where you gotta you gotta keep doing it and it's just not easy there's too many good golfers there's too many good golfers yeah right he, yeah he admitted he admitted again giving the radio take is, is much different than watching that tv but yeah. he admitted he does not prep for any tournament other than the majors I heard that yeah like he he doesn't practice for a regular season tournament he just plays in them and, and he loses interest he goes, he by the 13th hole, he's tired. He wants to go home. Yeah, yeah I'm there sure. Was, there was some on Twitter that recently or today that said, uh, his, you know, his, his majors this year, second, first, <clears throat> fourth. And the last four tournaments he played in was like 33rd, 47th, 52nd, and 54th or something like that. Yeah, it's so, weird not to care, right? Is it so weird it's, not it, to care all the he's time? He's had four stressful weeks a year versus uh, a lot of these grinders. Um, yeah. Is, is that good or is that bad? I, so far, it's good, but time will tell. Talk to, um, talk to Jack, talk to Tiger, talk to Gene sure. Thayers, and you know, talk to Sam Snead. Talk to those guys who you know, just won on a regular yeah. basis. And, and he doesn't care about winning on a regular basis other than four times a year. It's just yeah, weird. Maybe you see that changes along the, over the – Maybe over. he just matures a little bit. Yeah, yeah. and just realizes that you know, because he's got these majors, he gets into all the tournaments. So it's not yeah. like he needs to blow them off, but no. – 
the stat I share with you guys, just to, I want to hit a couple other players um, randomly throughout uh, that play this week. Um, you saw the tweet from No Laying Up on Twitter. Uh, Finau, Tony Finau in the majors yeah. the last two seasons. Yeah. Five top tens, three top fives. Pretty good. Yeah. Ricky, Ricky Fowler kind of numbers, right, from a couple years ago. Ricky was the same guy for yeah. a while. Um, yeah, Fina's going to Fina's going to win a major. You know, yeah. Ricky's going to win a major. Um, yeah. They're, so on the on, on the good, let's talk about a couple others. We we mentioned Fleetwood. Uh, you know, a good a good showing. He's so close. He's but he's yeah. he's three round three round Tommy. You know, he he plays three yeah. rounds and he just can't get that that fourth. But once again, another guy that I think is on that that list now of, you know, not at the top of it, but he's on that best player to never have won a major. Right. Which right. leads me to my next one I want to talk about, which was a fun story yesterday. Didn't last, but Lee Westwood. Oof, no, man. that was fun watching him yesterday. I, I was pulling so hard. I mean, <laughs> I, you know, Shane Lowry's the right guy to win, but Westwood would have been awesome. Hey, well, Sean, before you before you move on, um, talk about Tommy Fleetwood. Does today really count with the weather being so bad? I mean, it's not like he shot a, a three over on a on a sunny day and choked, you know, um, choked in the fourth round. I mean, he obviously didn't make putts, and other guys did, but. I just think, to me, being the more casual golf fan, um, you know, I wouldn't call him three-round Tommy in this tournament. I, I know you're saying it's a broader uh, a broader. Right. Bro. What do you think? Well, I'm just – I guess I'll say this. Um, you only get so many chances. You only get mm -hmm. so many chances. And, and to be in a second place at an event like that, um, once again, he needed a good round. And yeah. he, you know, go back two U.S. Opens ago, he had a great round in the last round at the at – the, U.S. Open in Shinnecock. Remember, he shot almost a 62, uh, save for a, a putt that didn't go on the last hole. Uh, mm -hmm. That would put a lot of pressure on – I mean, he did put pressure on Kepka and DJ in that final round. Um, I'm, not, I'm not picking on the guy. I'm just saying yeah. until he can, can bust through. Uh, and I think I that's picking him. But, yeah, today was a, today was a tough draw to have – to need a, a good round. No it's doubt. the open championship, though, right? You got to kind of expect, uh, as you said, you like the cold, rainy. Uh, you know, you want that as much as possible, right? Yeah, yeah but you, you're talking about he needed a, you know, in in hindsight, he needed a three under, yeah. not a three over, and that that, that wasn't uh, going to happen today. That's him. That probably, was probably not. Yeah, that's yeah. not happened today. Yep. Not not that. Not yeah, in what that was time. the low, what was the low round of the uh, of the day? Did you see? Uh, no, but I can. I'll look it up while you keep going. Yeah. So a uh, couple other names I want to hit on. Um, Todd, let's talk about Tiger and Rory. To the, yeah. to the fan favorites. Uh, and, and we talked about it on our Wednesday preview show. Um, while I picked Rory more to, for the Irish slam uh, with, with McDowell and, and Lowry um, on my team, uh, boy, he just, uh, that first round, yeah. he came back brilliantly on Friday, uh, one, one putt short. And it turns <laughs> out to be, if you look back on Thursday's round, he missed a, a one-footer. Um, where his mind just melted and he just, you know, he kind of just had lost focus. We've all been there in a frustrating round of golf where you just don't even give a shit and you, you, you rake a putt. Um, but it, it didn't, it didn't start well. We talked about it on Wednesday's show that the first hole was unique, that it had out of bounds on both sides and yeah. Roy starts the tournament pulling four over it, after one pulling it out of bounds and was made an eight. Yeah. Yeah. Four, four over after one is a tough uh, hole to dig out of. Um, God, give him credit. Dude shot six under on Friday and still missed the cut. One right, so he didn't he didn't mail it in. Um, it meant something to him, um, but uh, yeah. And Mickelson also did make the cut. Um, some big names. Um, 
And we kind of talked about Mickelson with the, the, the drastic weight loss. Um, <laughs> not sure that uh, not sure that worked it worked for him uh, in in his favor. But uh, what if he's just mowing down cheeseburgers and milkshakes right now? Screw <laughs> it, right? He's at, he's at steak and shake right now, just <laughs> motoring through. Yeah. Um, What's it called, Bill? Outer in? Or in and out, in and out burger. Come on, man. <laughs> um, hey, yeah. real, let me give you the update real quick. So Molinari shot five under today. Now went off wow. way earlier, right? Because yeah. it moved into eleventh. So he moved the bo- up the board quite a bit. And uh, Affy Barn money making day. <laughs> Affy Barnrat shot four under, and there were four three unders. So, but all those guys played earlier. So. Okay. You know, Barnrat's got a torn ACL. He's uh, jeez, way to go. He, he's gonna grind through the next two weeks, and he's he's uh, shelfing himself for I guess the rest of the season. But wow, that was another little tidbit I caught him. I wonder if he'll be on the Presidents Cup. I wonder if he'll try to recover from the Presidents mm-hmm. Cup. When is the when is the president's cup? September, usually. late September, early October. Yeah. Yeah. It's in, it's in I think they said he's taking six weeks off, so I, I'm, okay. I'm sure we can do the math. I'm sure he'll be coming back. Um, Bill, let's talk about your your tag. Yeah, coming off of no play since the U.S. Open, I think it, it clearly showed. Yep, it, it clearly showed that he's older and he's not healthy. Yeah, so <laughs> yeah. you know if, if the back's weather, you know yeah if the back's going to act up. Um, he he. So, you know, you, you, you want to talk about taking it to a Kepka level. I think you guys talked about this. Why not just shut everything down from the majors and just play the masters every year for the next seven years? You might, you might win two or three Jack always said he'd win more masters than I think uh, Jack and Arnie. Combined. Just, just and go there and play like post like a hundred rounds of golf. At that's, the it. National, that's, you know. it. that's it. He's a member I'm sure, or he can yep. play whenever he wants. So I, why not? But uh, yeah, he just didn't, was that, you know, there were, there were flashes, you know, he'd get some birdies going, but you, it's just like, you're just at this point in his career, you're just waiting for that inevitable bogey, bogey stretch or that double bogey, bogey stretch. And he, yeah. he uh, brought those with him to, you know, this tournament. So he sounded, uh, listening to the coverage, it sounded like he was just miserable. Like his, yeah. his body, uh, you know, facial expressions is his body. Um, what's, what's, what's we're looking for. Wait. Uh, just, you know, he just didn't look happy. And they say he hates, playing in the cold like yeah. his body just his body hates it so think um, about it think about you know you know what he's accomplished in the past the shots he's pulled off that you know he made look routine that no one else could even attempt right right and so then and then you know he's just he knows what he can do in his mind and if the body won't perform that's got to be super frustrating yeah. I'm sure and yeah. it's not just the, the mm. that part of it and then it's the you know the putts and you saw him yeah. almost when he finally made that birdie putt on what the 14th or 15th hole 16 and he he raises his hands and you know celebration and it's just and you know they all do that it's just it's tough um two at the other end of the spectrum i want to talk about and and todd you already hinted hinted at one of them uh jb holmes i want to finish with him but let's talk about david duvall first (laughs) duvall makes the the dreaded non-nuple bogey uh (laughs) nine nine over par 14 right 14 on the seventh hole um Bill. Hit the wrong ball in there somewhere, right? Well, so here's what he did. So <laughs> it's originally 13, and they added the stroke. It's one of the newer holes uh, that they added along the ocean. All right, so number five yeah. goes out to the edge of the yeah. cliff. Six is the par three back up the hill, and then yeah. seven runs along the edge of the, of the ocean. He airmails two right. All right, so one lost, drop. Three lost, drop. Four right, but they find it. Hmm. All right, so his fifth shot, they find it. He comes up the ball, Marshall, he says the title is two. They say yes. He looks down. He sees the two on the thing but doesn't really identify it. Gets up to the green, realizes it's the wrong ball. Mm. Now, you don't, you don't count the shots that you played with the wrong ball, but it is a two-stroke penalty, and you must go back play it. 
Well, because wow. they couldn't find it, they couldn't find his original ball. He had to go yes. back to the tee. <laughs> wow. He took wow. six from there. So just a. So he was hitting seven off the tee, basically. Wow. I've <laughs> by the time he got back there, because he, he was already eight off the tee because he eight, fifth, oh, plus six shot, eight, nine, two, two, two penalty, yeah. <laughs> So just, and it backed up the course, you know, it was unbelievable. And, you know, I, I did like what he said, you know, look, David Duvall's on Golf Channel. He, in his press conference after the round, he says, yeah, I'm, am I embarrassed about it? Yeah. Am I frustrated about it? Yeah. But the rule of the game is you, 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 you shoot a score, you post a score. Mm, I like it. Yeah. Good. Because there was, there'd be a lot of players that would just withdraw and they would WD, yeah. 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 They would WD or NC uh, trunk slam it. Um, yeah. And he said, look, I'll, I'll try and come back tomorrow, and, and maybe I don't come in last. And he shot 78 the second day um, with, a, I think, another couple triples or a quad uh, to start his round. But just a tough day. But how about J.B. Holmes going from the final group yesterday to the second-to-last group with Kepka today? Shoots an 87. Mm. 87. And, and he did not um, – I don't think Kepka was a fan of his to begin with. But Kepka in his, in his post-conference presser uh, was clearly frustrated. He said it was just ridiculous playing with the guy, how slow he is. Um, you know, and he says, look, when you, when you play with me, I'm getting ready to hit my shot when your ball is landing on the green or in the fairway. Yeah. He, goes, he goes, what bothers me about J.B. Holmes is when it's his turn, that's when he even puts his glove on and then gets the yardage book out and then paces things off and then decides which club he's going to take or reads the green – it's just, he said, it's just frustrating. It's, it's, you know, and, and, you know, Kepka said in his press conference, he said, he's not the only one on the tour that does it, but it's just, you know, I'm a fast player, Bill. I know you are too. Yep, it's, I am. It just drives you crazy when you see yeah. people, you know, it's like, it's like the whole concept of guys in carts and you see the group in front of you and you see both carts drive over to watch one guy hit a ball yep. and all four guys will go over to the yep. next guy's ball. It just yep. drives me crazy. Don't, yeah. don't they have marshals uh, that are well, encouraging? Well, are you play? kidding me? Are you kidding me? <laughs> no, they don't encourage it. Don't they, don't they put them on the clock sometimes? If it's excessively slow, I'm saying. It depends like, on the course you're at, especially a private club. But look, for the most part, sure. marshals would just say, hey, you're out of position, maybe. Right. Yeah, yeah it's, not, it's not as police as Not as common as you'd think. Yeah, yeah. but, but, but no, you know, yeah. and that's, I think, on the tour, Todd, to your, to your point, I think if the players association kind of wanted it to be pressed, they probably could. Yeah. yeah. Um, hmm. But because it's not just, you know, it's not just one or two players, I think there's more. And so. Um, yeah, ben Crane was notorious, right? Sure. A slow player. Kevin, you know, Na. Kevin Na. Yeah. He's better now though. He's tried to pick it up. Um, you know, there was a great tweet. I don't know if you saw it, Sean, but it was like a parody account. It was, it was uh, supposedly interviewing JB Holmes and he's like, Damn, he's like Kepka's playing like he's got ice cream melting in the car. You know, he's got to get home. <laughs> he goes, he wasn't even giving me time to plumb bomb my long irons, which is hilarious. That's the thing. <laughs> I had no time to plumb bomb my long irons. Like, That's awesome. That is good. So I think they head down to Royal St George's next year, um, yeah. the, the closest course to London. Um, so it'll be a completely change of pace. Um, and uh, always, the always, uh, might be going back for Wimbledon. Maybe we just stay a couple weeks. Hey. Yeah, <laughs> time it out. That would be cool, especially with the new, with the new rotation. So yeah. PGA Tour heads to uh, Memphis next week, and it's that WGC event. So you'll see a lot of uh, the top players. I know Tiger's not, has already announced he's not going to be there, um, mm. but top 50 players in the world at that event. So I think 48 of the 50 uh, of 50 are going to be there. Good. So. Good. so it should be fun to, uh, to watch as we start heading into the FedEx Cup, a abbreviated season, but I think it'll, it'll time out nicely. Um, with getting ready for, for football and, and then a nice little 
interruption to the schedule as the President's Cup happens in either late September, early October down in Australia. So anything hey, else on the you, Open, guys? Let me give you a quick tip or a quick uh, note. I'm looking at Royal St. George's website. Uh, mm-hmm. And visitors can play ahead of the 149th Open Championship. However, playoff mats will be in operation from November 2019 through June 2020. So no tea, you're not hitting off tee boxes for eight months. You're oh, you're eight, and they just carry it under the fairway too. You, you carry the mat with you. Yeah, wherever your ball is, you pick it up and put it on the mat so they Correct. can damage the course for eight wow. months. How cool is that? That's awesome. That's cool if you, except if you're playing. Well, it said, <laughs> yeah. it said uh, green fees have already been reduced to reflect this fact. So if you want to play when they're doing it off the mats, it drops from 225 pounds around to 150 pounds around to play off the mats at Royal St. George's. So, wow. There you go. That's pretty wild. Wow. All right. There you go. That's, that's it. That's, that's, a weird, yeah, that's, a, that's a weird experience, you know, to say. Yeah. Like, I couldn't even imagine doing that. That, yeah. that would be something else. So. Interesting. All right, guys, let's talk baseball because there's not a whole lot else to talk about. Um, <laughs> we're right. really kind of in a dead zone in sports right now. But uh, I want to talk about what happened today in Major League Baseball, and that's the Hall of Fame inductions. Uh, hmm. Six pretty cool players went in, uh, going reverse order. Um, Edgar Martinez and Harold Baines. Uh, go in, and then uh, uh, pitchers, Roy Halladay, Mike Messina, Lee Smith, and Mariano Rivera, the first unanimous pick ever yeah. into the Major League Baseball Hall of Fame. Uh, Bill, I don't know if you saw any of the induction speeches or, or heard any of the stories, but um, just, just those names that I just read off, uh, Mariano Rivera, Lee Smith, Mike Messina, Roy Halladay, Harold Baines, and Edgar Martinez. Thoughts on that class? Well, the, the Edgar Martinez story is, is always – uh, interesting, right? By far the greatest designated hitter in the history of the game. Um, and the first truly, really designated hitter to make it into the Hall of Fame. Um, hmm. And it was a long time coming. I mean, he was, I mean, the, the dude would, could rip. He was amazing. Um, but, but it was weird. He was, he was a one-way player. And that, I think it just set a lot of writers and the, the, the people who vote. It just kind of turned them off a little bit to trying to put him in the Hall. But so good for him. I'm glad he's in there. Um, Lee Smith, you know, he was, you think about back in the eighties, he was, kind of, it? oh, he was just yeah. a beast, right? Big guy. Intimidating. All, all yeah. the Padres took care of him in 1984 to knock the Cubs out and make it to the world series. But, uh, but yeah, he was great. I mean, Lee Smith's a great guy. And Mariano Rivera, look, he's, he surpassed yeah. Trevor Hoffman. Absolutely is the greatest closer in all time of all time. And his, his numbers will never be touched over 600 saves. Are you kidding me? Yeah. So, uh, Bill, listen, listen to this stat. This is off of uh, ESPN's uh, website. Lee Smith, here's another example of how the closer role has changed. Mm-hmm. In, his career, wow. in his career, Smith inherited 510 runners. Even Rivera had just 367 inherited runners. Yep. Craig Kimbrell has inherited just 77 runners in his career. Yep. Wow. And it had two seasons with four and one with only three. Yep. <laughs> They just come no, in and start the ninth. Yeah, they, and, and they only go one inning. Very yeah. rarely does Kimbrell go two. Even Rivera, you know, he was in that transition phase, right, where it was one inning. They had the, the seventh, you know, the specialist for the seventh, the specialist for the eighth, and then the corner. Um, yeah, but Lee Smith, are you kidding me? He'd come in with two outs in the seventh and <laughs> yeah. get a save, right? You know, get the bases loaded, get that out, and then go pitch two more innings and get the save. So that, that was the, the old days, right? Um, mm-hmm. It's definitely kind of specialized. It's going to be weird going forward. Um, how if how they look at that with relievers you know it might just end up being if you got a certain number 
kind of with, you know, major league baseball players, you get to 400 home runs. That's pretty good. Unless your name is Dale Murphy, uh, <laughs> which is Still another, hurts. that's a sin and it's a sin that he's not in there. So I, I agree. I did not hear any of the speeches. Was there anything super cool, Sean, that happened or. Yeah, I'll tell you, uh, um, Brandy Halliday, uh, Roy, Roy Halliday's wife gave, yeah. gave his induction speech and she was very well spoken, obviously spoke through tears and, and a lot of sniffles. Yeah. Um, his two boys in the audience, um, some, some that, that, you know, he only played for two teams. He played for the, for the uh, Blue Jays and he played for the Phillies. Phillies, yeah. And uh, the family decided that he was going to go in with no hat on. Uh, he couldn't decide between the two programs. Uh, both, both organizations reached out to the family and said, great, great selection. Totally understand it and totally support it. Um, so he goes in with no hat uh, nice. on his bus. Nice. Um, which I, I thought was yeah, cool. That was right here off of Clearwater Beach, I think. The accident, right? Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. He, was, he was flying right here in, uh, where, where he lived. And his son went to high school and played ball here. That, that was a very interesting – he was a coach at the high school that his son played at. So that season starting up after, the, after he was gone was rough. You know, sure. a, lot of, a lot of conversations. So uh, the other the other thing you'll you'll like about when you see the speeches is um, as Rivera is talking and he's kind of thanking his teammates. You know, he, he looks out to the audience and and there's Jeter sitting next to uh, um, who's the pitcher that got busted for steroids, uh, Andy Pettit. Oh, Pettit, yeah, yeah, yeah. Posada, and it's just kind of cool to see those guys sitting in. The, you know, like they said, no, we're going to go to Cooperstown and watch him get inducted into the. Hall of Fame. And, you know, in a couple of years, Jeter, uh, when yeah. he goes in, I'm sure Mo will be right there uh, watching him as well. Sure. Yeah. So, Very cool. Hey, heard, heard some cool, uh, <laughs> again, when you have a, a daunting drive, um, you, you listen to a lot of the radio. I uh, flipped over to the Braves game. Um, Braves are running 5-0 right, right now to uh, go back up six and a half games if they win. Um, but their catching coach, a gentleman named Sal Fasano, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you know Sal? Yeah, he's a catcher. Yeah, he was catcher. He yeah. caught for – trying to think who he caught for. Um, did, he, did he catch the backup of the Yankees? So, um, I, I'm, I'm not sure, but I did hear this. Oh, Phillies. He was a Philly. Go ahead. He caught for all four of the pitchers inducted in this class. Wow. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> he caught Lee Smith, Roy Holiday. Um, Mike Messina. Yeah, Messina and uh, who's, the, who's the fourth? Rivera. Rivera. Rivera, of course. Yeah, yeah. So, so – so they said that's a really cool stat, and um, he actually said that um, it, 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 they, they've come to find out Roy Holiday was just a great pitcher, right? But he was having problems with his cutter, right? So um, he, Sal, taught Holiday, um, I guess, Rivera's how he threw his cutter, right? <laughs> and so um, basically, Bill, you'd know better than I would, but it's, uh, it's a four-seam cutter. And apparently Rivera put a ton of pressure on his, um, his FU finger. Like that was the pressure. Point. We call that a middle finger. Go ahead. Middle finger. Okay. Yeah. That's, it is. a. So anyway, um, they said it totally changed. Like he became like a really, really good pitcher to the adding that one pitch. Like he started dominating. So wow. I thought that was pretty cool. And um, that year at the all-star game, um, apparently Rivera took a baseball and drew the outline of how his hand went um you know around the baseball yeah where it was and, on the seams yeah where it was on the seams and, and gave it to, to holiday uh because holiday was telling him hey you know this is this is how i learned your cutter blah blah i love the the sharing of of um you know trade secrets well, say, at this point they were probably yeah, alnl so holiday's probably with the phillies by then so sure. he didn't mind sharing yeah, <laughs> yeah. so i just thought that was really not telling him anything about it 
Yeah, yeah. If he was a Red Sox, he wouldn't he wouldn't <laughs> say a word, right? That's so right. I just thought that was really cool. Those those two uh, tidbits. So that's for great. Sure, for sure. Um, so in the you know the races, uh, a couple of them are getting a little tighter. Uh, Todd, you as you mentioned, Atlanta's um, looking to looking to extend their NL East lead. Chicago Cubs only a two game lead right now in the Central. Dodgers are up sixteen in the West. Uh, yeah. And in the American League, uh, Yankees kind of running away with it. Uh, Minnesota though only three games up over the over the Indians. Indians kind of making a little run here. Hmm. Uh, they were down I think eight at one point, and then Houston out West in the wild card though. Washington and Milwaukee. I would be in right now in the, uh, in the wild card game and Cleveland and Oakland in a virtual tie in the AL with Tampa Bay, just, I think two games out in the, in the wild card. Right. Bill on your side. Yeah. Rays are struggling. Um, rough, a rough month, you know, last 30 days, uh, not a lot of good stuff happening. Sure. Uh, so but we'll see. Blake Snell had a good game going today. I don't honestly, I don't know the score because I got kind of tied up in other things, but, uh, who the race? Yeah. Did they win? I, I can look it up real quick. Yeah. You got it in front of you. So kind of a, a quiet week in sports, as we said, we're, we're heading into uh, NFL camps. We're starting to, uh, pe- people are starting to report for NFL camps. You're starting to hear some chatter on the uh, college football front. We're just uh, five weekends away from, from games, which is exciting. Um, Todd, anything happening in the soccer world? Um. Not really. They're still uh, kind of in the exhibition season. Um, there's some inter- international cup going on, um, but I don't really follow that too much. What's amazing about it is is um, Liverpool Norwich City opening Friday, August 9th. The Premier League starts again. Um, it just seems like it ended. So it's uh, it's coming quick. So it's coming quick. But um, so I'm looking. The Rays won four two. Yeah, Snell had a, a great game. I think. And, yeah. 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 So anyway, Good. but yeah, so- soccer's pretty quiet. Um, especially after the last couple of weeks with the, you know, the gold cup and the, the Copa and the women's world cup, it's definitely, uh, there's a lull between now and, and, and August for sure. Good. Well, before we wrap up, anything else you guys saw on the sports tickers or uh, that had your eye this week? No, no, not me. Like you said, uh, it was all about golf, right? Um, golf and baseball were kind of in that stretch. Yep. For sure. Okay, well then, Todd, let's finish up our show like we usually do. Tell us what you got coming up this week now that you are, I believe, back in town. I am back uh, in coming Georgia. I am burnt, rested, and ready uh, for the week. Um, ready to go. That's the so, Zach Brown band album? Is that the Zach Brown album? <laughs> burnt, rested, and ready? <laughs> Is it? I don't know. That'd be a good one. Um, so uh, Tuesday night, uh, we have an organization called uh, DHI, Doors and Hardware Institute, and our local chapter uh, we're actually going to see the um, Braves play the Royals. So I will see my second game of the season live, which is. Are, are you on the board or like an officer of the DHI? I, I, I'm just a proud local member. Okay, good. good. You, should, yes. you should really volunteer and, and get in a leadership role there. It might help your business. There you go. There you no, go. So <laughs> it, it, it used to be a bunch of manufacturers reps and ah. uh, d- distribution has really come, come on strong and, and, uh, and uh, been involved so it's it's a lot more worthwhile it's it's kind of like a, a social sales call right okay. um yeah. instead of sitting next to your uh, competition going, you know what can we talk about <laughs> we we got to be careful we can't say anything you know this is more of a of a, a calling on these guys so that's tuesday um and uh, other than that i'm just uh playing catch up from the long weekend so i'm uh, looking forward to a good week what good. about you bill tell us what you got coming up tomorrow morning at 10 30 I'll be on a Southwest Airlines flight to Denver, switching planes on to Vegas for uh, Inman Connect 
first time ever in Las Vegas. Uh, so looking forward to it. I'm an ambassador there. Sean was asked to be an ambassador, I think, Sean, but uh, he had some other, you know, more pressing things like family, which is super cool. And I think that's great. And um, so, you know, you know exactly what I'll be doing, Sean. I'm, you know, checking in around three o'clock when I get out of, uh, out of the airport. Uh, there's a 6.15 meeting tonight or tomorrow night with all the ambassadors who are there already just to say hi at the lobby bar. And I think Amrit has pushed our morning meetings back to 7.45, which wow. is 45 minutes of sleep. So now a different number came out on Joe and Lori's um, report. They've had seven, but Amrit had a different number. So I'm sure that'll yeah. be resolved tomorrow night. Good. Uh, that's the only neg- if, if there's one negative about being an ambassador, and and Sean, you know it better than I do. <laughs> it's it's those it's those seven a.m. wake up calls when you were out till two in the morning the night before. Uh, yeah, a little <clears throat> tough. Yeah. Little t- little tough. Yeah. So um, I'm really looking forward to it. I think uh, there's there's a different crew of ambassadors. You know, uh, qu- quite a few, in fact, that I don't even I've never met. So mm-hmm. that's going to be an interesting part of it. Well, yeah. hopefully they pull their weight on the social feed because that's what that's what kind of the main one of the main obligations ambassadors yeah. had, and, yeah. and for people like me who aren't going to be there, that will be chiming in and following the the ICLV hashtag. And right, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna, you know, it's you got to pick one of the, you got to pick one. I think, don't you agree? Yeah. Like, and, and so I'm just gonna go Twitter because I don't think a ton of people do play in Twitter. You did, you're not there, right. so I'll be tweeting like a maniac. I'll let someone else do the Instagram stories and the Facebook lives and all that stuff. Um, and, you know, the, the, other, uh, the other piece of the puzzle is I'm doing a lunch with Lee Adkins. I saw that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's, it was kind of on a topic that he had already, he's a, it's on, it's on brokerage operations. So not really my strength, but I've definitely run operate. I've been a manager. I understand that sort of thing. Uh, and some, you know, we got some big hitters that are already signed up that, that do run brokerages. So that'll be fun on Tuesday. Yeah. So, yeah. That'd be fun. Yeah. And then you fly back on Friday afternoon? Yeah, late Friday afternoon. I actually get in around midnight back okay. to Tampa Friday night. So um, going to be a long week. Going to be a – oh, boy. You're not kidding. Gonna and who's our, uh, who's our final rewind of your show? Oh, that's tomorrow, uh, Tuesday morning. It's Joe Rand. Nice. Good and I th- it's a great episode, right? Really I good. think you agree. And I've, I'm, I can't stop promoting his book, How to Be a Great Real Estate Agent. I just think it's um, – a fantastic read. Every new agent in the country should read it. Really, every agent in the country should read it. Client-oriented real estate, Sean. It's like you and he are kindred spirits when it comes to that sort of uh, that sort of building your business and you being a success. So, thanks for asking that, Joe Rand. And then uh, coming out of the break, um, I'm, I'm, I've a couple of interviews lined up this coming weekend. So, uh, I'm going to a couple of Boston guys. Oh, so I, I, I apologize in advance for. <laughs> Any Boston fan, because I'm going to have to have my say about Boston fans. <laughs> you can't help it. You can't help it. can't help it. Sorry. Yeah. Beautiful. All right. Well, for me, guys, it's uh, it's. I'm looking at my schedule. I have one, two, three, four uh, scheduled just like meetups with with um, one with a past client, one with a kind of a mastermind of some fellow agents of mine uh, this week, uh, one with a, a a good friend of mine from high school days who is considering a career in real estate and wants to pick my brain, which I always love to give the ins and outs and, and behind the scenes of, of what it's all about, but how really Bill it boils down to three things. You know what they are, right? Build relationships, build relationships solve problems, problems, have fun. Have hey, fun. Speaking of that, I heard from Anthony Malafronte that it's such a small world that you have a connection with a client of his or a friend of his, some family, yeah. member, right? How that, what was that connection? Well, he just, he sent me a kind of a introduction email. Um, 
he must have been talking to this person who is friends with and the wife now is in real estate and she's like, Oh, I know Sean Carpenter. I've been to some of his classes and, and uh, so, yeah. That's so awesome. and she, and she literally, if, if you, if I was sitting in my office right now, she is about uh, eight tenths of a mile from my office and, and wow. her Remax office. Yeah. So I'm, we're going to, I need to send her a, send her an email and uh, grab, grab coffee with her. So kind of, kind of cool. Perfect. Perfect. So guys, good, good catching up with you. Let's all make it a good week. Shay is, is working tonight. Shay says this, this whole job thing is getting in the way of his podcast. <laughs> so, uh, if he's listening, Shay, we'll shout out to you and we'll, we'll, I'm sure we'll talk to you soon. So on behalf of Bill and Todd, I'm Sean Carpenter and thanks for listening to the Stare Down.